0: Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships, and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centered approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Mastering Life podcast episode where I'm very honoured to be in conversation with a lady from all the way from Norway, would you believe, Tuna Eglund. And Tuna is going to be talking to us today about on the topic of shame. So Tuna, very warm welcome to you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Okay, shame, tuner. What? What? Give it. Give us a starting point on this. Um, yeah, this. Uh, this word shame. It's it's a five letter word, but it carries so much power and uh, destruction in our lives, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it really does. And the reason that I um, I am interesting in shame is uh, because uh, I. Um, I have found out that uh, the shame is so shameful to talk about. It, it, it destructs our life, as you just say. And it holds us back from be free and from living our lives and to, to, to be ourselves and to listen to our intuition and, and to be happy and uh, loving and caring and all the good stuff stuff. So I think we have to really go into the shame and uh, I've been so lucky to to read the books uh, and see the YouTube uh, videos from Brini Brown, which is the professor in shame and, uh, and vulnerability and to show the vulnerability as strength. And I think uh, if to go into shame and to talk about the shame is really to be vulnerable and to show the strength in it and to show the sort of uh, the life we, we won't live if we can't talk about the shame. If you if you understand what I mean, I'm not good, very good in English and I. (laughs) <laughs> it's quite shameful to, to talk in English and uh, not find the words and <laughs> perhaps folk mis- uh, people misunderstand me and, yeah,
0: no, you, all that stuff. You, you're but, doing but, absolutely but... <laughs> fine, to you, and honestly, it's fine. And certainly absolutely no shame in, in you know... <laughs> Um, in what you're saying so if I can just come in at that point um, you refer to obviously Brenny Brown I followed a bit of Brenny Brown stuff or quite a lot of Brenny Brown stuff actually Um, and I'm particularly interested in her in how she talks about shame because she also then talks about guilt uh, for example with it you know under the same umbrella I mean what's your kind of understanding of what shame actually is Duna?
1: Uh, it's the difference between uh, the guilt and the shame and the shame is about who we feel we are or who we we don't feel worthy enough we are not good enough Mm. and we don't want to show up and be seen but the guilt is more what we have done or we have done something wrong as i have understood it
0: yeah so if we can put that in some, because um, obviously, you know, the reason I've invited you on as a guest, cause I've heard your story and it is very powerful. It's very humble and it's certainly very inspirational. So I just, I'd like to invite you, if I can, to to, to kind of open up a bit and share with the listeners what, what that story is a bit. And we can obviously talk about that and how you've overcome that.
1: Yeah, I had the three minutes Um, performance or not performance what is the presentation not the performance because I want to be authentic and then it's not the performance (laughs) but uh, about um, me not feeling worthy enough because I got a stroke back in 2009 and I got paralyzed in my um, the half side of my body the left side of my body and uh, my mouth was—I uh, don't know—it's not straight. It's falling down. The half-half part of the mouth is falling down, and the water is uh, running <laughs> down the cheeks. And I—I I couldn't speak properly, properly. Uh, and uh, I couldn't—I couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, go to. As I was paralyzed, I couldn't. Uh, go to the loo myself, I couldn't put on my uh, clothes and so on, but a little was inside my, my uh, head, or I don't know if it was outside my head, but it said that this journey I was going to have, I was going to take that back to my workplace, uh, which I've been working in for then, it was 17 years. Um, and try to, I didn't know what to do, but I just, uh, something said that I should just follow my journey and be aware of what happened and to take the story back to, to the business life as I was very, I had lived a very stressful life. I had a, a high blood, blood pressure, uh, and, um, no, I just had to calm down. It was the complete opposite of the stressful life I've had, and I'm sure um, the the high blood pressure and uh, everything uh, ha- and the stressful life it it, was, it caused the the stroke. Mm. And I think we have to talk about that as well. I mean. <sighs> I have a side called, in uh, Norwegian, Langsomhetenstid, and everything, and that is uh, to live in a slow way. And that's quite shameful too, because we have, uh, everyone in the society wants us to be effective and to to compete with each other. And I'm not a competitive person at all. I, I, uh, I don't understand the competition and and to to be the best in the world and and to put others down to to be better ourselves and and so on but no i'm a very a associative person so now I, I, I have i have forgotten your your question but but uh, it's shameful to be slow as well and it's very shameful to to, uh, um, to try to inform uh, about seeing the whole person, as I'm very interested in seeing the whole person and not only, only the person who have all the, not qualification, but the certification and all the studies uh, being a professor or uh going to high school or or a university or all that stuff i've done most of that myself but it's not the things i've learned most from i think the the things i've learned most from is having that stroke and to slow down and to to get some new perspectives and uh, to try to inform and uh, invite people to see see people who have disabilities in another way. And me, myself now, I I had a sick leave for one year. That's quite shameful. And I, I came back to my workplace and I was so ent- enthusiastic about what I would like to share. And um, I would like to to share my not my story yes my story too but what I found on my way so I so we can prevent this the the, um, uh, getting a stroke or cancer or depression or anxiety or because very many just take pills or numb ourselves with alcohol or food or yeah but we don't we don't feeling into ourselves and we don't want to talk about what's stressful with others. I'm lucky I, I have quite a few friends who, who live from their hearts and we can share everything. And I'm an open person and in the company they were not so open and I, I felt I was, I didn't fit in. And I really didn't fit in after the stroke because they knew me before my stroke and now I was a different person. And uh, how to cope with that hasn't been very easy. And uh, I've, I've tried for so many years to, to live my life according with my core values. And I think uh, that's not very... It, it's, it's, it's not easy because we are drawn by rules and uh, some attitudes that have been been there for so many years and so many generations. And I think we have to change some perspectives and be more aware of how we live our lives.
0: Yeah, if I can come in there, uh, yes. Gina, what um, what I'm hearing, and please correct me if I'm hearing this wrong, but what I'm hearing is... Obviously, you know, as we progress through our life, there's that expectation from our peers, from, from our family, from our colleagues, all, all yeah. aspects of, um, of life. There's, there's that almost pressure to be something that at times we think, that's not who I am. It's not, I don't feel right with this. I don't know what it is, but this isn't right. And I yeah. think that pressure over time, whether that's weeks, months, years, decades, whatever it is. That builds up and then so something, it's a bit like a pressure cooker, something has to give because, you know, the body's an amazing, um, amazing um, structure, mechanism, but it's not, you know, even the the most robust mechanical infrastructures will break down and the body's no exception as, you know, as robust and as resilient as it is. Um, sooner or later something will give. And if I'm hearing you correctly, Tuna, what's happened is there was all this burden, this expectation about, you know, who you should be, what you should do, how you should perform, you know. And that's not just in a work environment, that's in our family life, that's with our friends, because you know, people think, well, this is how I want you to be in my life, rather than accepting you for who you truly are. Um, yes. And a lot of the time we don't actually know who we truly are. So that adds to the confusion. So when you have something that gives like a stroke, it's, isn't it nature's way of saying this is not right? We need to stop this. Is that a yeah. fair assessment of what happened here?
1: Yeah, really. And that's um, I think we get stroke for a reason and, uh, of course, we we got a stroke for a reason, because we haven't been living our lives uh, fully or truly to ourselves, I think. Or it could be uh, nutrition and, and not getting enough exercise. But I think also the stress around and being perfect and being efficient and being best and, and uh, to not live um, according to, uh to who we really are and when we get a stroke i think or at least from i i might have to talk for myself but since i got that little voice inside my head i didn't really know what to believe but i i was kind of curious well, what's this i mean and i i was um i had some expectation no expectation is that yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: uh and wanted to find out what the little voice inside me said, because I haven't had those uh, little voices um, like that before. It was my first spiritual awakening, I think. Mm. And even if I didn't know what that spiritual awakening was, it, it just felt that I had to follow it, and that I, with my stroke and my disability, because I had a quite, Hard uh, disability. Then I was in the wheelchair uh, at first, and yeah, I could contribute to the world with my voice, and others could contribute to to the world with their voices because of the they have been through or are going to going through, and that's not the certification or the university or it's themselves yeah. uh, and what has happened to them is the life competence um, together with all the books and all the, the education and so on. But we have to, to build bridges between them, I think. Mm. And that's also quite shameful to talk about because it has happened quite a lot uh, during uh, 10 years or so. But we haven't come very far yet. About uh, about find the value to to the life competence as well as all the doctors say or the the, the, the healthcare. I mean, we have we have so much to learn from each other. And then we had to talk about the shame too. I think
0: you've used this word shame, Tuna, very very consistently. Where are you now personally with this word shame? What does it mean to you? Is it something from the past? Is it something that you're still living with and fighting through? Give us an insight into your world now, Tuna, with this word that you keep using very regularly called shame.
1: Yeah. As I'm uh, right now, I'm on uh, uh, disability benefits. That's quite shameful. Uh, because um, very many think I'm, uh, uh, or not me, but we who who get those disability benefits, uh, we are freeloaders and we are not worthy, because we can't um, make our own money. That's, That's one example. And I think that's very profound in the society that we who, who live on disability benefits, uh, we are just garbage. And I think we have to do something about that because, as I have understood, and and the shameful about being a spiritual being, to talk about that, uh, because many think, uh, I don't know, but they are not ready for that. Or they won't have anything to do. I mean, I've lost quite a few friends. I've lost quite a few colleagues. I mean, uh, the family. I feel I'm I'm not like my family. I've taken another road trip. Yeah. Yeah. And that's quite lonely in some way, if you don't find... Uh, others who who make uh, kind of the same road trips uh, but, but you even... have
0: found those similar people to an yeah. are, you know we, we witnessed that recently um, at, at the ignite uh, gathering so and and I yeah. understand here and just for the I suppose to share with the listeners that you know when you do find, a different path, whatever that may be, that connection to a higher source, whatever that may be, that's different. Our relationship with that higher source um, is different for all of us. Um, there's no right, there's no wrong. But I always yeah. use the example of a mobile phone and people say, well, what is this connection to source? And I say, well, if you use your mobile phone and you talk and you talk and you talk and you connect, sooner or later, that battery on that mobile phone is going to go flat. Yes, And that, that connection is going to stop because yeah. the battery is gone. You will then need to plug that in to an external source. You will need power from an external source. And it's yeah. the same with us. And so what I, my understanding of spirituality, and Brenny, you, were, you alluded to Brenny Brown Earlier on tuner, and I know Brenny Brown's got a take on it, uh, and this is not quoting verbatim, but what Brenny Brown says um, is basically we're all interlinked and we're all interconnected at a much higher level through energy. Whether we understand that, whether we accept it or not, is another matter. But we are connected, and and I absolutely, from an energy point of view, understand and buy in and commit that as I do. You know, with the source element. And you're right, people will judge you. But the reality isn't this true of human nature anyway. You're going to be judged anyway. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do, what you say. You're going to be judged. That is fact. We're all going to be judged by people that wear sunglasses that will look at us through dark eyes or not, as the case may be, but they filter. And that's about their own self-preservation. It's a trait of human nature. And I think what this path that you're alluding to, um, you know, this spirituality, um, Tuna, is I understand that a lot of people don't understand it. And people are always fearful of things that they don't understand. People want to control. By nature, we need control of our world. And if we haven't got that control, we're frightened. Well, what might happen next? Um, oh, I don't like him or I don't like her because he or she's different. And so they're a threat to me because they might say or do something that I don't like, I don't agree with, whatever, whatever. So, okay, let me put them in that old box there that says enemy or, or I'm fearful so yeah, I understand. And I just want to kind of, I suppose, challenge you on a couple on a couple of those um, those words and you talk about the, you know, the disability allowance thing. Well, you didn't ask for that stroke, not directly anyway. Um, you didn't ask for that tuna. That's happened for a reason. I think you've already alluded to the fact that actually, that's now giving you a new lease of life and you've realized how important your voice is. You've got another purpose. You're finding your real purpose in this world. Whereas before, you was too busy working, earning a living, doing what you're doing, being a mother, being a family member, being a friend, etc, etc. Um, you was too busy doing all these things to actually serve yourself and and, and fulfill your own true vocation would that would that be a fair comment yes really really yeah okay so let me continue to challenge that you know that um those two um aspects that you've singled out the uh the disability allowance tuna and the spirituality so the first one as i say you didn't ask for this stroke to happen it's happened for a reason but rather than being a victim to it you fought that you fought that through that to the point where you have now got some very very powerful messages to share with the world that people that might be going through similar or might be you know the health seriously threatened through um, through through stress and all that kind of thing. So you've got that story to tell, and you've paid you've paid the price for that. So whether people judge you as a I think your word was freeloader or whatever. Whatever label they choose to put on you, um, Tuna, that's about their world, not yours, isn't it? That's that's about them, not you. Because like I say, you're going to be judged. We're all going to be judged by people anyway. And I suppose my message and my take on that is you're entitled to your opinion, whoever you are. I don't have to share it. I certainly don't have to wear that plaster that you have you want to put on me that's called freeloader, that's called shame, that's called this. Because I think it's true that as we go through life, we collect these labels, these plasters. You know, somebody will, will put a plaster on us that will say, you are this, and that could be, okay, freeloader. And somebody else might stick another plaster on you, or another label that says that you are this. And as we go through live tune, we collect all these plasters and we're walking around and we look in the mirror and it's oh, I've got 15 plasters or labels stuck to my body that says freeloader. Well, I must be a freeloader then. No, 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 no. They're not your labels. They're somebody else's. So what I say is, okay, whoever's given me those labels, I'm not really bothered. Because if you really are a true friend of mine or a family member and you really do love me, then it doesn't really matter if you don't i'm not really interested in your thoughts your opinions you keep you keep that label for yourself cuz it's yeah. clearly one of your labels not mine so that um, that label that plaster of freeloader that you've just stuck on tuna here you go, you have it back, whoever you are, you have it back because it's come from you, it's yours, you have it, and maybe, just maybe, there's a story that you want to tell us, the person that gave us that label, about being a freeloader, maybe, but it's certainly not Tuner's label, so have it back. So I suppose what I'd say to you in the context of your situation is to, to challenge around this word shame that you keep using because... I've I've only recently met you, but your mm. influence on me was more than strong enough to say, please come on this and, and be a guest on, on this podcast episode, Tuna, and share your story. And I'm going to share something else. And you talked about vulnerability, which yeah. Brenny Brown um, obviously talks about. She, she's a great, great... Uh, she gives some fantastic insights around these things um spirituality and vulnerability and she she goes on to say that your strength is your vulnerability um yes. but i want to share part of my vulnerability that when i saw you speak you brought tears mm. to my eyes oh wow you brought tears to my eyes tunas so you know in terms of this word shame that you keep throwing around i think that's a I would say, well, I'm going to ask you the question. Do you mm-hmm. think that that is a plaster or a label that you still carry? To be a freeloader? Free no, no. That, no, that label or that plaster that somebody stuck on you or may, many people may have stuck it on you. Um, And I'm just picking up, as I I keep saying to you, you that they keep using the word shame, so I'm asking a question, really. Is that a label or a plaster that you still carry? Is it still there with you? No matter where it's come from, do you still carry that plaster or label?
1: I hope not, because I think it's a value. Uh, I think uh, the universe, or what you call it, I like to, to change some perspectives and i don't have that much energy that i had before Mm. and but i would like to contribute to the world uh, uh, like i can in my way and and i just have to have some money (laughs) to rent my uh, my flat and to get bread on the table and so on and we, if we could change that perspective and see that it's the universe' gift to us so we can to have a message to the world through our voices, through our stories and uh, invite people to, to think again and to, to not judge so much and to know the persons better and, and we are much more than we see.
0: Absolutely. If, if you understand what I mean. I do understand, yeah. So thank you yeah. for for sort of clarifying that, Tertuna. Because of the, the way that you use the word regularly, I just had that little bit of uh, curiosity as to whether you still were carrying any of that, but clearly you're not. Uh, And neither should you. Absolutely, you shouldn't. Because like you quite rightly say, your experience has brought you to a place now where, okay, I know what my station in life, I know what my vocation in life is. And it's to, you know, to, to share my message, my experience with others, so that hopefully they won't suffer the way I've, you know, and pay the price that I've had yeah. to pay. And I think that's that's a great message for all of us because I think as we go through tuner, we all pay very big prices to learn our lessons. And actually the reality is we don't really need to pay those high prices, but we do. And it's not until we check with something really life-changing like your stroke, for example, in 2009, that we take stock and say, well, hang on, this is not right and you know um but that opens our eyes doesn't it and um so if i can flip over to the other one around the spirituality tuna i mean i suppose you know do you now regard that as a blessing you know other people may or may not understand it that's their choice that's their responsibility and we're not responsible for other people's choices that that's that's theirs um but, I mean, where are you now with, with your relationship with spirituality? How does that sit with you now? You personally, not other people, you.
1: I think that's very important in my life. And the spirituality isn't always uh, like we want it to be. Mm. It's not always the, the happy stories. I think we have to go through uh, the tough ones too. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and to, to have the perspectives that we have always something to learn, even if we don't think we can learn from it, we can change the perspectives and that's... Uh, and to open up... Um, I mean, I, after my stroke, I haven't got those... I, 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 I got aware of my body in a much different way. I really was more mindful, and uh, I mean, I had to to realize um, little, 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 little bit better. And it takes a lot of time, but uh, before you didn't recognize it at all, but now you really oh, you're so happy! Mm-hmm. I could uh, could uh, just move my little finger, or I could uh, could uh, I. F- I c- could uh, take one step or I could raise my hand and wow, what what a happiness when that happened. And when I was paralyzed and I the first move I could take on my big toe, oh wow, that was, I get tears in my eyes now as well when I talk about it. And that's, I think that's a very blessing to 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 have that knowledge and to be so grateful for the little little, little small things in life that's really really important it, and it, the gratefulness is so important to be what to to to, to know what you're grateful for, for because it's so much but it's it's almost little things that's mm. the most. Important things, I think, and that's kind. That's the bit, of, or a big bit, big um, uh, bit. Do you say bit?
0: Bit, mm-hmm. yeah, big bit, yeah.
1: Yeah. Of the spirituality, I think the gratefulness.
0: Absolutely, and you yeah. know, very often, do we? You know, we endure a very, very challenging life, um, life-changing situation, such as a stroke, for example, or cancer, or whatever it may be, addiction. <laughs> um to actually bring us to our senses and that sounds a bit confrontational and a bit stark but certainly from my own experience and the the countless conversations I've had with so many people around around the uh, the globe that that is that actually is the reality and and gratitude as you say it's um i think it's one of those things that you know generally until we we're, we're challenged we we just we just kind of carry on and we do you know we yeah. we live busy lives and well we haven't got time thingy. that's the way it is and we just carry on until something says hang on I'm going to challenge you now the universe steps in I need to challenge you because yeah. this is not right and then yeah. there's that period of readjustment isn't there and that's obviously what you've undergone you've come out the other side you've got these messages you've got these insights you've got this experience and you know what Juna, for people that want to judge you and put labels on you do you know what? No amount of money could ever even remotely buy what you've got to offer.
1: <laughs> no. I, I hope. I hope so. Well, that uh, that's is... That's nothing. Uh, yeah. It, it's about uh, what gives value. And it's not always money.
0: And I suppose our our, um, our sort of concluding message, Tuna, uh, or as we work towards the end is... You know well, let me ask you what would that be? So, if you had one sort of really powerful message to you know that wraps up your story, that wraps up your experience to leave you know to, to the world, what would that be? What would that one sort of knockout statement be based on your own true life experience, Tuna?
1: That is that the vulnerability to show up and be seen and to show the vulnerability is really your biggest strength,
0: yeah. I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that, but we—I suppose the ego side—and we're all—we're all too busy. You know, that—that that statement, "life gets in the way." Well, mm, does it? It does if you allow it to, because we're all—you know—I'll talk about myself if I can. I was a—I was a busy fool. I kidded myself how busy. Oh, I haven't got time. You know, I'm just so busy. You no, know? I'm so busy. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, you have got time, Paul you choose not to make time and there's a big difference. And so we justify our our busyness or whatever it is we're doing. We justify it all the time, well oh you know, you don't understand. I've got this to do, I've got that to do and yeah, okay. And and that's what we do. Because we don't and I think it's particularly for guys that it's not at the risk of stereotyping a little bit there. Um it's not acceptable socially to to show your vulnerability, you've got to be strong. You've got to be tough. You can't show weakness. You've got to win. You've got to do this. You've got to achieve. What a load of rubbish that is! Yeah. But isn't that true that you know we're, most of us have spent, if not now, have certainly spent you know a big part of our lives subscribing to that way of being? Yeah. I certainly did, definitely. And and something will give. Um, as you know as you've testified in your case Tuna, with your stroke so okay well that that's a very 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 powerful message to to share on about be as brenny brown says you know your vulnerability is your strength and that is yeah. absolutely true so yes. is there anything else you want to share tuna um Around your story or your message, not that there needs to be. I think what you've shared there is is immense and and i and I express sincere gratitude for that, but I just want you to have the last word um you know around anything else that you think um may be relevant
1: um no, I get silent I think also the silence is um uh, We don't have, we we must not be so afraid of the silence because now I I, I didn't know what to say, but I think everyone has a voice who could be heard out there and we just have to be true to ourselves.
0: Absolutely. It was Dr. Covey's eighth habit, Dr. Stephen Covey, the late, great Dr. Stephen Covey's eighth habit when he said, find your voice. And inspire others to find theirs. And I think for me, Tuna, you know, that's what you've done. You've through your stroke, you've found your voice and you're certainly inspiring others from what I've the little I've seen of you, but you're certainly inspiring others. So, you know, on a personal level I thank you for that.
1: Well, thank you for being on your show, Paul, and thank you for meeting you. If I hadn't met you in Alicante, or in Elke, this wouldn't be so that's not a coincidence, I think.
0: No, it's not. I've Absolutely, one hundred percent not. You know, I, I take a line in life that there is no such thing as coincidence. No, there isn't. No. Absolutely not. And so on that um, harmonious note, uh, Tuner. Um, as I say, I thank you sincerely. I really do. And it's it's our hope, and I'll say how our hope that uh, the listeners have, have have found this, if you know, as a bare minimum, interesting. But actually, far more than that, there's, I think, you know, there's, as I keep saying, there's some valuable lessons in there, some valuable insights. So hope, hopefully the listeners have, uh, will take something from this. And uh, my message is, until the next time, keep loving and keep mastering life. Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.